Do you ever find yourself asking, why isn't this taught in school? My entrepreneurial and parenthood journeys really highlighted the gap between what the world needs and what our schools are actually teaching, and how woefully unprepared most people are to achieve their greatest dreams. The people truly winning in a postmodern economy have a different set of skills that aren't taught in school and are privy to information not taught to the masses. With that in mind, we invite you on our journey to glean from the world's most successful leaders and icons of industry, the real skills the next generation needs moving forward. We are on a mission to help teens skip the lunch line for the front line of a movement, empowered with the knowledge and skills needed to thrive in a fast-paced, dynamic, ever-changing world. This is Skippy Lunch Lines. We're glad you're here. Hello friends, for this short launch day episode, we will be dropping in on a fantastic conversation that I had with Amy Ambrosich. Amy is a parenting and stepfamily coach and the owner behind Dare to Parent, a coaching program and online community support network that helps parents and step-parents overcome family struggles, lead their families with confidence, and guide parents to build family environments where their children can thrive. Let's jump into it, shall we? One of the values that I've created for the podcast is the idea that personal impact is a prerequisite to community impact. Basically, it's the idea that personal transformation is the only way to sustainably transform communities. In other words, it's like a cliche, but it's nonetheless true that to be the change you want to see in the world is the only way to actually impact any change in, in the world itself. Uh, does that make sense? Yes, it does. So I wanted to start our conversation today right there talking about why personal impact is important to foster in our children as a foundational piece to their preparation for adulthood. Like, why is it important for parents to teach our kids to value personal transformation? Oh, that's a big topic, but we can really break it down to something very simple that the more we invest in ourselves and become confident in who we are, especially when kids are young because they tend to struggle with self-confidence. But when we teach them, look, you're not going to be perfect at everything right away. Life is a lifetime experience, trial and error and changing things around and adapting to the circumstances. When we teach our kids those things early on, they'll learn that they are problem solvers within their own life, which then leads to them being leaders and problem solvers in their community. So if we can start them young, believing in that, it would really have an impact later on for them and for their community. Right. I totally understand that. And for me, growing up, confidence was such, I felt like I had confidence and then life brought me down a couple of levels. And it's been a process of rebuilding that confidence. And so I feel like if that's not something that we ourselves embody the confidence and our kids aren't going to be confident either. So what are some things that a parent can do who maybe doesn't necessarily have the confidence that they would like to have their children have? What are some things that they can work on or do to really rebuild that? I guess it really starts with, and I love the fact that you're very well aware of the fact that you had the confidence and then you got knocked down and now you're rebuilding it. So you saw some things that you definitely wanted to build back up and you made the effort to do that. And I think that's something that if someone's not feeling confident um, with their parenting or just in their roles as, as the adult in the family, if we don't feel confident, 
but we, we know that we need to mirror that for our kids or, or model that for our kids. I think the best way to do that is, is to sit down and think about what's one thing that I can take a step forward. What's one thing I want to be, I want to be better at, and then figure out how you're going to get there, break it down into the steps and figure out the process of getting from here to there. And then let that be a lesson for your kids. Say, look, you guys, I'm not really good at public speaking, but I really want to get there. So these are the things I'm going to do. These are the people I'm going to talk to. These are the resources that I have to gain confidence in something that I really, really feel intimidated by. When our kids see us stumble and you know make mistakes or learn from our mistakes then that's telling them that okay well I might not feel comfortable right now but that doesn't mean that I can't feel comfortable with it so and confident with it so mom's taking steps to improve what are things I can do you know we it's a mirroring of the adult experience but at a kid level and that also goes back to we always say we need to behave the way we want our kids to behave. We want our kids to be confident. We need to make sure that we're taking those steps to build our own self-confidence. And, and there's nothing wrong. I'm all about the mental health piece too. So if you're really lacking some confidence, what's really underneath that? And work with someone, work with a therapist, work with a coach and figure that out. What knocked you down that you can now take, take over and say, nope, not anymore. I'm taking ownership and I'm running with it. Again, reaching out to those that can help you get over those humps teaches our kids that, okay, I might be struggling, but there are people out there that are helpers that I can look to and say, okay, I need help too. And I think the other piece of that too is building confidence is a lot of owning up to our, our own mistakes and saying, right, I made them. Yes, I did make mistakes, but that doesn't mean that I can't learn from them. And what am I learning from it? And then teach your kids, you know, when our kids are learning to ride their bikes and they fall down, we dust them off and pop them back up there and go, okay, what didn't go? What can you do differently this next time? And then cheer them on and go, okay, you've got this, try it again. And it may not be perfect, but we're going to, we're going to keep trying until we get to that point. So, right. It, there's yes. that, that double-edged part of, of that story. Right. Well, and that's the thing that at the end of the day, when we're sitting there teaching our children to ride their bicycle, they fall down the first time. We're not berating them saying, why did you fall off the bicycle? I told you <laughs> what you're supposed to do. We don't beat them up about it. We say, wipe off the, the dirt and get right back on mm -hmm. the bike. So why wouldn't that apply to really any other kind of change that they're trying to implement in their life and so yeah I see that's um that's really important to do that you know and that's another important thing that you just brought up is we don't yell at our kids for making mistakes but we beat ourselves up all the time for it oh yes that's true and that's the thing we are teaching them to not have self-respect and at the end of the day that lack of self-respect will lead you down paths as an adult that maybe you don't want to walk down and then having to recover after all of your setbacks sometimes is hard. And so I think the part about telling your kids, you know what, it's okay to fail. It's okay to fall down. It's okay to get help is such a huge thing. Just with the amount of anxiety that kids are going through and suicide, 
I know growing up, I had some people that were close to me commit suicide. So that really impacted me growing up. And I think that's such an important lesson for kids to learn so that when they feel that they're stuck and they really want help, that they know that the adults in their life won't hold it against them for wanting to get help. There's still a bit of a, well, I was going to say a bit of a stigma. There's a big stigma still about reaching out for mental health. We don't, Mm -hmm. we don't second guess anybody saying, you know, I, I haven't been feeling well. I've got a sore throat, blah, blah, blah. We go to the doctor. You don't second guess someone for going to the doctor for a sore throat, but yet we second guess people still about the mental health piece. The other part of that too, Dara, that's super important is if we can teach our kids early on that their feelings are valid. Yeah. And they're not wrong. You, it, feelings are not right or wrong. They just are. And it's okay mm-hmm. to have those feelings and let's validate them for the kids, but then let's give them the tools that they need to deal with those feelings and teach them that whole, my body feels icky. My stomach's in a knot. What is this thing? Name it for them so that right. they can turn around and say, oh, wait, I've felt this before. And this is what mom or dad told me I can do to deal with this feeling. Yeah. It's planting those seeds of emotional intelligence early on and giving our kids permission to feel. And and when they say, I feel sad or I feel mad, the worst thing a parent can do is say, well, why would you feel that way? In a very judgy kind of way. Right. We say, you know what, tell me more about it totally different thing. Or we tell our kids, well, you shouldn't be mad about that. Well, they're just, they, but they are, you know, it, it's not a should or a shouldn't. It's just an it. it it's an is. I, this right. is how I feel. Let's validate those feelings and move forward from there and let's help them problem solve those things. Okay, friends, that is just a little bit of a helpful and enlightening conversation I had with Amy Ambrosich. Please stay tuned to the show for our full-length episode which will come out in a few weeks, where we will discuss creating family values, co-parenting with step-parents, communicating with your teens, and so much more. If you found today's conversation valuable, please reach out to Amy on Instagram or Facebook at Dare to Parent. I also highly recommend her weekly newsletter, where she provides weekly parenting and step-parenting advice and tips. Until next time, friends, buku blessings to you and your family. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you got anything positive out of the conversation, do you mind leaving us a five-star review on iTunes? Doing so will allow other parents to help their teens create a life of fulfillment and joy, abundance and impact. Until next time, don't forget to help your teens get the lunch line and live life on their own terms.